Jr. with an unbelievably dominant Game 5 performance. They've done it again. The Sydney Kings sit on their throne and rule over the NBL. Back-to-back champions. 77-69. And that was the result, but they took them right to the wire after five games. They were equal at the end of the third quarter, but the fourth quarter just wasn't to be. Let's hear now from Modi Mayor, uh, the much fated coach of the New Zealand Breakers. Obviously very disappointed. This hurts deeply. I really felt that this team could have gotten it across the line. We didn't play well enough in the last quarter in order to do that. I'm not going to run away from how much this hurts. Me individually and us as an organization. going to use this as fuel come back better next season. One of the things I said at the beginning of this year is that everybody was talking about how great it is that we're back home. and I didn't feel it was cause for celebration. I, the sense that it gave me was a sense of responsibility. We wanted this team to play in a way, to conduct itself in a way that our fan base, Kiwis, feel proud of. It resonates with them. They want to be part of it. And over the last month, there were a few instances where it was really clear that we achieved that goal. I'm very proud of it. Now it's on us to do it again. And hopefully we sell out from game one. So much looking forward to the series next year. She's a long time coming, but it'll be worth every second, I'm sure. That's Coach Modi Mayor out of the Sky Sport Breakers. We're talking more about that now than each guest. Uh, the New Zealand basketball CEO, former breaker himself, uh, Dylan Boucher. Get his thoughts, uh, Dylan, on what went on in that game last night and looking forward to the future of basketball here in New Zealand. Are you well? Yeah, kia ora, Das. Always good chatting to you, mate. But, yeah, disappointing. Um, obviously, stayed up and watched the boys fight so hard and just, you know, not quite get there at the end. And, you know, Sydney Kings are a tough outfit and have been the best team in the comp now for two years. And for the most part of that game, Breakers had them on the ropes but just didn't have that final knockout punch to be able to come away and lift that trophy at the end of it. couple of questions for someone who knows the game a lot better than I do. The short rotation utilised by Modi Mayor, that was probably their downfall in the end. The guys just... Ran out of steam. They ran out of legs. Why do you think he, he went through with that and only used such a short rotation? Oh, he'd, he'd done it all year. To be fair, like you know, Modi's pretty strict on his in his rotations, and it even tightened up even more in the playoffs with the guys he trusts and the guys that he thought would be able to bring it home. And you know, for the most part, as I said, those they, that unit got it done. Unfortunately, yeah, maybe they ran out a little bit of steam at the end. And you know, the day both teams were running on fumes at the end, of Sydney were. It looked like playing a guy that looked like he had broken ribs or had something going on and couldn't even stand up straight. So, you know, they were choosing him over one of their starting five players. Again, coaches go into this mentality in the, in the finals time with guys that got to be on the court that they trust. And Modi obviously trusted that group that was out there. And they nearly did it. When you consider coming from the absolute bottom of the pit last year to taking the reigning championships five games and the even Stevens at the start of that fourth quarter. And that's nothing short of astounding. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, those, like I say, at bottom of the table, any time you get off the bottom is, is difficult. I and mean, these guys have managed to go from the bottom, you know, right up to the top of the table and, you know, be competing in game five of a grand final. So, you know, you can't take away from what Modi's done with this group and what this group's been able to do. And the NBL has been, you know, nothing short of amazing. Right. Well, that's great. And that's gone, done and dusted. I'm sure that's the way Modi's thinking right now. It's all about retooling, trying to sign on some more imports, trying to keep Will McDowell White, all of these issues that they've got ahead of the next season. Let's look at what's happening at 
home though. Basketball in New Zealand, we know it's big. How big is this game in New Zealand at a collegiate level, at a school kid level? Is this really swelling? Is this on the increase, Dylan? It's massive. It's huge. I mean, we're at we're the, the ground swell and the, the swelling, you know, college, high school level is, is huge. Um, we're at the point where we're busting at the seams on facilities, um, you know, where we really are struggling to be able to fit everyone that wants to play basketball in. And that's a that's a good problem to have, but it's a problem we've got to try and resolve in, in a short amount of time because it's going to continue growing on how it is now. And we want to make sure that anyone who wants to play the game is able to. So what needs to be done from a Basketball New Zealand point of view? Is this purely financial? What else has to happen to allow as many kids to play the game as possible? Yeah, financial obviously helps. Obviously, building the commercial side of the business is something that's high on the priority list. And anytime you've got more money, you can do more things with it. But um, as I just spoke about then, advocating for, for more facilities, you know, with councils and, and government is going to be a big strategic plan for Basketball New Zealand because we want to ensure these kids have got somewhere to play. And, you know, if, if, if we can build more facilities, I guarantee you we'll fill them. And that's that's the reality right now. Is that an expensive proposition? You talk about facilities. We're talking whole gyms, floors, hoops, the whole nine yards. This is not a cheap exercise, I'd, ex- I'd expect. No, definitely not a cheap exercise, and one that we certainly don't have the big checkbooks to be able to build these stadiums. But you know, being able to advocate, um, like I say, at council and government level, that you know, there's you know, they you know, playing sport is a is a healthy lifestyle for your average New Zealander. So you know, the, showing more and more increasingly that you know people want to play basketball for for general exercise and. You know, for us, we need to be able to advocate for us that they are going to be building new facilities that, you know, that it is indoor facilities that, you know, cater for basketball, netball, futsal, uh, badminton, you know, all the indoor sports uh, that can utilise it. Is there a want and get a government level to aid and abet this? And not only, as you mentioned, for basketball, but through a number of court sports? Yeah, probably not at the not at the urgency that we wanted at. Obviously, I think there's a there's a real push for people to have you know recreation spaces to play. But for us, we want to make sure that's you know that's heightened and that you know that they see the sport as a sport that's growing and you know that they want to support it and want to be able to continue to see people playing it. Why the buy-in, Dylan? Why do you think kids are now interested in playing this game? I mean, not now. It's been building and building over the years, but plainly it's accelerating. Why is this? Yeah, I think there's a few factors. I think, you know, we're a sport that caters for the new New Zealander, you know, the different ethnicities that are now in New Zealand. You know, basketball is a really attractive property for them to play. To play, And that's, a, you know, a lot of them have come from Asian demographics where basketball is number one in their country. Uh, so we're seeing more and more that um, that changing landscape is seeing that they're going away from your traditional sports in New Zealand, like, a, you know, playing rugby and due to the head knocks and, and concussions and things that parents are wanting their kids to play play hoops, which is which is awesome. And and then we got this, you know, this obviously fantastic local products with the Sales NBL and the GJ Gardner Toihi leagues that are that are spearheading it for us. And then you have, you know, the breakers that are representing it at NBL level, and then the NBA level with you know the likes of Stephen Adams and and you know kids are watching the NBA more and more um, and wanting to be like those players. So they be you know, they're going in their backyard and practicing. And the thing with access to YouTube these days is kids can get any content they want through YouTube. So they're emulating their heroes, which is a lot of times on a basketball court. Do you see this game maybe in the next decade overtaking rugby as the number one sport in New Zealand? I think definitely definitely overtaking um, a lot of sports um, to be number one in participation. You know, we're, no, we're not at any stage trying to take on the all-black brand or anything like that, but I think you're going to see more and more kids picking up a basketball instead of a rugby ball, which, you know, I so I certainly did as a kid. You know, I grew up picking up a rugby ball and eventually changed to a basketball, but you're going to see more of that. You're going to see more of kids um, when their babies be given a basketball.
people would say that in basketball you need to be long. That's what's going to help. I suppose to get to the upper echelon, that is helpful. But besides that, you're probably dealing with the 95% of the of the population that just want to play the game, and, and that's not important, I'm thinking. No, I mean, for the end of the day, there's a, you know, you're one or two percent of the ones who are going to make it through to that top level. But there's a, you know, there's a, we're a sport for everyone. I mean, we've still got guys, I mean, I play on a social league and there's guys there still playing that are in their 70s, you know. So it's a sport you can continue playing for a long period of time because the older you get, obviously, the slower the game becomes and you're, you're playing at your own level. So it's a social sport that you can play from, you know, from a young age right up to, to we still have, we even have walking basketball nowadays where you can get out there and just walk around playing and bouncing a ball. So it's, uh, it's catering for all ages right now. And hopefully it gets bigger and better and we get more series like we had, obviously with the breakers, with the tall blacks as well, with uh, everybody involved, tall ferns. I cannot forget them because it's a magnificent sport for all. Dylan Boucher, CEO of Basketball New Zealand, former breaker himself. We thank you very much for your time. You go well. Always a pleasure, Das.